You're listening to Comedy Central. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. October 11, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. tonight is the author of a new memoir about transracial adopting. It's a fantastic read. Nicole Chung is here, everybody. We're gonna have a really wonderful conversation with her. Uh, But before we chat to her, there's a ton of news, so let's catch up on today's headlines. As you probably know by now, there was a ranting lunatic in the Oval Office today, (laughs) and he had to sit there quietly as Kanye West did this. The White House today, a presidential sit-down like we've never seen before. Kanye West met with President Trump in the Oval Office, and he had a lot to say. I love Hillary. I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, like a guy that could play catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. The iPlane one. It's a hydrogen-powered airplane, and this is what our president should be flying in. So there's theories that there's infinite amounts of universe and there's alternate universe, because time is a myth. Would you build a trap door that if you mess up and you accidentally something happens, you fall and you end up next to the Unabomber? All we really have is to get over and over and over again, the eternal return, the hero's journey. And Trump is on his hero's journey right now, and he might not have expected to have a crazy mother like Kanye West. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Trump's mouth said, that was impressive, but you could see he was thinking, is it racist if I call the cops? Is that... I'm not a fan of this new Kanye West, but I will say I really enjoyed seeing Kanye make Trump feel the way Trump makes us feel every single day. <laughs> that was great to watch. I like that. And this must have been so confusing for Donald Trump because you realize the only other black guy he knows is Ben Carson, right? <laughs> so now he's like, black people are the quietest, sleepiest, most talkative manic people I know. 
So today was a weird day for President Trump. Uh, and I hope he didn't catch up on other news after that meeting because this story out of Mexico would have made him hashtag sad. We're getting our first look inside a high-tech border tunnel leading to California discovered by Mexican authorities last month. Agents say the tunnel is 31 feet deep and 627 feet long, starting in a Mexican home about 200 feet from the border. The tunnel is extremely sophisticated with lighting, ventilation, and some pumps to get rid of moisture, all powered by solar panels. The tunnel even has its own rail system that goes the entire length. <laughs> Right now, Trump is like, we need an upside-down wall, guys. <laughs> that is so impressive. An illegal Mexican drug tunnel basically has a better subway system than New York. That's what that is. <laughs> and... And somehow less drugs. <laughs> oh, a lot of people don't know this, but in those Mexican tunnels, they still have that guy who randomly starts dancing in the middle of your ride. Just comes in there and is like... Oh, man. I also like how the tunnel used solar power, too. That was, like, a nice touch. It's almost like the drug cartel saw the latest climate reports, and they were like, man, we gotta do our part, man. I don't want my kids growing up in a white marble mansion with a pet tiger and no ozone layer, man. <laughs> and finally, in other news, if you've ever wondered what inspired the First Lady's Be Best campaign, well, you need wonder no more. For the first time, Melania Trump revealing why exactly she focused on cyberbullying. What happened to you personally, or what did you see personally that you thought you wanted to tackle this issue? I could say I'm the most bullied person on, on the world. You think you're the most bullied person in the world? One of them. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie, that's, that's disappointing. Like, I, I thought Melania Trump was inspired to fight cyberbullying because she cared about other people. <laughs> But no, it turns out she created an entire campaign just to help herself. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how to... It's like, this is like finding out the real reason Nelson Mandela wanted to end apartheid is just because he wanted to smash white girls, you know? <laughs> it's like, we're near to end racial separation so that I can get some of that Becky ass. <laughs> like, I, like, now I can't wait to see what issue Melania finds important next. She's just like, and now that I have solved bullying, I'm proud to announce new initiative be not asking wife for sex. <laughs> Together we change the world. All right, let's move on to our top story. The midterm elections, they're now just a few weeks away. And because of that, we're starting to see more and more news stories about who's gonna vote, who's not gonna vote, and why. We headed to the local University of California campus. Democrats' hopes of winning here hinges, at least in part, on turning out people of color and young voters. Sorry, not to be annoying, but we're with NBC News, and I'm just trying to figure out, is anybody here gonna vote in the election on November 6th? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody's gonna vote? Okay, I don't know if that proves nobody's gonna vote so much as it proves people don't wanna talk to some random creepo at the bus stop. <laughs> Like, if anything, all we've learned is that 20 years of teaching kids about stranger danger has paid off. That's it. <laughs> but, but I will say this. This dem democracy pickup artist, he's, he's actually getting at something important, right? Uh, this guy's, he's onto something. When it, when it comes to voting, one crucial demographic is unenthusiastic AF. We always talk about who's gonna come out and vote, um, you know, what demographic, what group, 
Young people, usually, historically, they don't show up. Young people are the least likely to vote. Young people, uh, as a group, don't vote in the numbers uh, that older folks do. Turnout among younger voters is often below 30 percent in an election where people in their 50s and 60s turn out at 50 to 60 percent turnout rates. Old people vote twice as much as young people. To me, that makes no sense because young people have to live with the effects way longer. Like, if I was old, I wouldn't care. I'd be gangster about my votes. Yeah, I'd just be like, well, let's see what this Jill Stein is about. Who gives a damn? I got five years at best. Yeah, three years if I drink LaCroix. Let's do it. <laughs> so, the question is, why don't young people want to go to the polls? Well, to help us get our heads around this, we're proud to announce our newest Daily Show edition, senior youth correspondent, Jabuki Young-White, everybody! <laughs> to have you here. Jabuki, welcome to the show. All right, let's get into it, man. As young people, we know that we should be voting, but we don't seem to be enthusiastic enough. So what can we do to increase the turnouts? Okay, well, first of all, Trevor, we're gonna need to stop saying we, because you're old. <laughs> okay, okay, no, 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 hold, yeah. hold up. No, no, uh, well, no, no, don't, don't let the tie fool you. I'm, I'm, I'm also the youth. I was born in 1984. Oh, 1984. Okay, vintage millennial. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. See, Trevor, I'm young young, you know, you're old young, kind of like Nick Cannon, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, how old is he, 30, 50? Like, I can't really... Like, I have young in my name, literally, right there. <laughs> and your name is Noah, like that creepy old guy who made those animals <laughs> on a boat, you know? Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a boat, it was an ark, but whatever, let's, let's move on. Like, Jibuki, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Why aren't more young people excited about voting? Why aren't more young people excited about voting? What you should be asking is why the youth vote is being suppressed. Oh, of course. Voter suppression is a big issue in America. I mean, we saw the Supreme Court ruling about uh, North Dakota disenfranchising. No, no, no. You're talking about old people shit again, Trevor. No. <laughs> I'm talking about how voting is designed for old people. Like, why do we still use paper to vote? Paper is over. I don't even wipe my ass with paper. You know, I use a bidet app. <laughs> And like, why do I have to go out to vote? Can't you just Postmates the election to me, you know? Like, oh, Tony will be here in 20 minutes with my ballot and my seaweed salad? Dope, okay. <laughs> Plus, now they want to require an ID. Where am I about to get an ID? Wait, 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 you don't have a driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Trevor, you are as funny as my mom said. <laughs> Like, look, I don't need a driver's license. My Uber driver needs a driver's license. <laughs> In fact, if you want my ID, my Uber is the best ID there is. It's got my face, it's got my rating, 4.8. <laughs> and all my, drive, all my driver's license will tell you is where I once lived. My Uber tells you where I'm trying to be, you know? Like, right now, I could take any of your phones and be like, oh, they went there, there, and there, and they took a pool? <laughs> They're gonna vote for Bernie, you know? <laughs> Okay, but, but that doesn't explain the lack of enthusiasm, right? 57% of older people are very excited to go vote. Yeah, of course they are, because 57% of their life is just time off. When you're old, you have the luxury of free time, you know? Who else can play chess in a park at 4 p.m.? <laughs> and why is voting on a Tuesday? That's the hardest day to take off, which reminds me, can I take off next Tuesday? No, what? Dude, no, you just started. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's that shit, Trevor. Jibuki, there's no election next Tuesday. What are you talking okay, about? look, that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> you want young people to vote? Make election day a national holiday. You know? Yes! Yes! 
President's Day or Toyotathon. Okay, you know? okay. So let me get this right. If America adopts digital voting, yes. and if uh, they allow people to do it from home, yes. and they make Election Day a national holiday, yes. then young people will definitely vote? Oh, no. <laughs> Why would I spend my day off voting? <laughs> I'm trying to see what this park chess is all about. Jabuki you know? Young White, everybody. We'll be right back. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome back to The Daily Show. You know, every now and again on The Daily Show, we like to take a moment to get into the mind of Donald Trump actually figure out what he's thinking, which means we watch Fox News. Because oftentimes when they say something, he does it, right? Fox News said Mexicans are taking over, and then he said, let's build a wall. They talk shit about Robert Mueller, he says witch hunt. They tell people to invest in gold, and well, you've seen his apartment. Anyway, (laughs) since people started protesting Brett Kavanaugh, Fox has been working on an interesting new talking point, and it goes a little something like this. Consider the question of angry left-wing mobs. They seem to be everywhere all of a sudden in this formerly placid country. What you're seeing is the emergence in a very weird way of a brown shirt party, uh, to use the term for the people who in Weimar, Germany, went out and literally dominated the streets by brute force. Remember all those anti-bullying PSAs the Obama White House did? 
Well, now the Democrats are the worst bullies around. That's right. The Democrats are the worst bullies around. Yeah, but they don't give you wedgies. They force you to get better health care. Yeah, there's like, hey, Timmy, when I see you in the parking lot after school, you're getting a comprehensive plan. No! So the new narrative is the Democrats aren't just the opposition party. No, they're a violent, angry mob. And this week, Fox News found the perfect soundbite to support their narrative. Former Attorney General Eric Holder raises the bar for the radical left and calls for more unhinged hate and actual violence against the Republicans. Watch this. But Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick them. what this new Democratic Party is about. We kick them. Really? This is the top cop under Barack Obama from hope and change to kick them on the ground? Okay. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge that by saying they're gonna get kicked, Sean Hanley and his friends are accepting that they're going low, right? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, they're like, I'm getting kicked? It's like, yeah, but only if you go low. Exactly, so I'm getting kicked? <laughs> And if you're wondering, yeah, but Trevor, why aren't you commenting on Eric Holder's threats? Well, maybe it's because unlike Fox, I watched the entire thing. When they go low, we go high. No, no. When they go low, we kick them. When I say, you know, we kick them, I don't mean we do anything inappropriate. We don't do anything illegal, but we gotta be tough. In other words, Eric Holder made it clear that it was a metaphor. So Fox News is taking that kick them completely out of context. It's the same way uh, posters for bad movies will pick individual phrases out of reviews. You know, like the poster will say, the best thing I've ever seen. But the actual review is the best thing I've ever seen since I last took a dump. (laughs) And now look, Fox has always been good at stirring up fear in the Republican base. But now they're taking it to a new level because they're not only speaking about Republican voters, They're saying that the party leaders should be afraid. Pounding on Senate doors and screaming at senators in elevators. These youngsters, right in a senator's face, gesticulating and shouting and screaming. That's, there's a danger there. Members of Congress getting shouted down on Capitol Hill, harassed in elevators, stalked in airports, run out of restaurants. Oh no. (laughs) No, poor Mitch McConnell. Someone yelled at him at the airport right before he confirmed the Supreme Court nominee who yelled at Congress for hours? (laughs) Yeah, but those people on Angry Mob, Brett Kavanaugh has every right to lose his cool. That's how it works, right? Yeah, I mean, mean, in his defense, have you ever been questioned by Congress while hungover? Yeah, I didn't think so. (laughs) I didn't think so. And by the way, I'm not saying Brett Kavanaugh was drunk at the hearing or that he got drunk the night before. I'm saying he drank so much as a kid that he was still hungover from 30 years ago. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And look, look, I see what's happening here. But Fox News and the Republicans, you can't have it both ways. One minute you're saying liberals are a bunch of PC snowflakes, and then in the next sentence you're saying they're a dangerous mob. Like, let's be honest, right now you're like, ah, ah, I'm getting attacked by snowflakes! Ah, 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 so delicate, but so dangerous. (laughs) We'll be right back.
302 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is the editor-in-chief of Catapult Magazine and author of the new book, All You Can Ever Know. Please welcome Nicole Chung. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing such an amazing story in this book, All You Can Ever Know encapsulates what your life was. You grew up as a child who was adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were raised by white parents who loved you to the ends of the earth. But in this book, you talk about something that many people struggle with every day, and that is the relationship of being a child who is adopted, who is living in a transracial household. Why is that so difficult? I think um, it's just difficult. I think given that a lot of the... First of all, a lot of people go into adoption not necessarily fully prepared uh, to talk about race, uh, which is, of course, crucial in a transracial adoption. Right. You know, like my parents, for example, went in and they asked a lot of questions of a lot of different experts, social workers and judges and adoption attorneys, and they were basically told, don't worry about it. You know, it's going to be okay no matter what. Um, You don't really have to talk about this. It's not going to be relevant. And, of course, it very much was. Right, because you read in the book, and you write about how... You, you had this experience where your, your parents didn't talk to you about race at all. It was just ignored completely. It's mm-hmm. never mentioned. And many people would agree with that. They would say, but yes, why, why should your parents talk to you about race, Nicole? Because they don't see you as a color. They, they're seeing you as Nicole, their daughter. So why, why do you think it would have been necessary or should be necessary for people to speak to their kids about race if they've adopted them? It's completely 
probably natural in a way for parents. Of course, it doesn't affect like their love for their child. I wasn't like my parents didn't think of me as their Korean child or their adopted child. I was just their child. Um, I think what none of us really knew how to talk about so much, especially when I was young, was the fact that, of course, even if it didn't matter to them, it was going to matter a great deal to me in my life. It was right. going to matter. Other people would notice. They would comment. Um, and I think also none of us were really prepared for all the questions that we got, you know, moving about in the world because we kind of stood out in my hometown. Right. Right. So often when I got those questions, I wasn't really sure, like, what to say because in my life at home, it wasn't really acknowledged or spoken about. Your book takes us through such a painful, exciting, loving, wonderful journey where you begin to explore who you are and you have that yearning to find out the rest of your story. And, and that in of itself, I mean, you, you described it in such detail, is, is scary, but at the same time, really exciting. Why do you think it was so important for you to want to find who your biological parents were, where you had these parents who loved you so much? I had thought about it for many years. And really for me, what was the final push was when I became pregnant with my first child. Um, up until that point, I, I thought, of course, about what it would feel like to have a child and to share my life and my history with them. Um, but I hadn't really thought about how being adopted would affect them, like what questions they might have. And I remember so vividly sitting like at my first prenatal appointment, getting all these questions about my medical history and like what my birth mother's pregnancy and her births were like. And I had no answers. Right. And I suddenly just felt like this deep sense of um, fear and inadequacy that this was information I needed to have, that my children might need to have. So that was really the final push. You went out, you searched, and you found your answers. Um, I don't want to give away a lot of the book, but, the, but there is a beautiful connection that you made with a sibling who you discovered. Uh, your, your sister, I believe you have two, right? And a half-sister and a full sister, as you call them in the book, but, but you're very close to, to your sister. That is, that is a really interesting relationship to have, somebody who has been a stranger your whole life and let you, f you feel like you've known them forever. Yes, she's an amazing person. And a lot of this book really, it's her story as well as mine. Um, you kind of get both stories on a parallel, parallel tracks and then they intersect when we finally meet and find out about each other. Um, and she's just an amazing person. I feel so lucky to have her in my life. Um, my kids have always just known her because right. like we connected the same month that I gave birth. Um, but it's been interesting to talk with them about it just in terms of like they kind of take it for granted that like she's there, that we're together, that we have this family and these relationships we've recovered. Um, but really we had to do a lot of work and um, it took a lot of effort and a lot of heartache to put our family back together in this way. So it's not something I'll ever take for granted. It's beautiful. It's a page turner. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All you can ever know is available now. A beautiful story. Nicole Chung, everybody. Hi, it's Dan Soder. And I'm Big J Okerson. And our show, The Bonfire, is now available as a podcast. Every Monday, we release a brand new episode of our favorite clips from the week. Check out some of our latest best of episodes featuring Nick Foles, Michael Che, Neil Brennan, Burt Kreischer, and many, many more. Subscribe now to The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder, The Podcast, on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And you can also listen to The Bonfire every Monday through Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 95. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.